The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the days for Jesus' being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow where you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead. But you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first, let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Like any good quote, uh, this one that I heard in seminary has been kind of attributed to several different authors um, and has been said in many different ways. But the way that I learned it was this. Fall in love with Christ and it will change everything. Fall out of love with Christ and it will change everything. A simple little quote I think has everything to do with our Lord's invitation in the gospel this weekend. He's going to Jerusalem and he says to this one individual, particularly today, he says, come, follow me. But if we understand who Jesus is, then I think that invitation of follow me quickly turns into fall in love with me. Now, it's kind of a weird, startling statement, right? Come, fall in love with me. Guys, if you're out for drinks with a couple of buddies and a woman comes up to you and says, come, fall in love with me, you're probably questioning her motives and maybe how much she's had to drink, right? Women on the other side, you hear that invitation, probably like, this guy needs to get a grip on life, right? This is invitation is kind of a, an awkward invitation right? used as a, as a pickup line, all right? These pithy lines are used all the time. But they're used times uh, in, a, in a way that maybe we question someone's intentions. But the same doesn't have to be true when the Lord speaks to our heart. Right? We don't have to make it as awkward as these situations are, but how often is that the case with us? When the Lord makes that invitation, we make it more awkward than it needs to be. Right? Imagine saying to God, or saying to another rather, what we say to God. It would look a little something like this. I really like you and I'd like to date you, but wait a minute, I gotta talk to these women first, all right? Or, or uh, yeah, 
You're, you're the one, you're the love of my life, but let me finish this game of pool first. <laughs> let me finish this drink first. And we say these things to the Lord, and then we, it seems awkward if we were to say it to others. So how do we, how do we get away from this awkwardness, myself included, uh, when we hear the invitation of the Lord? I think it's what's kind of at the beginning of the gospel. It says Jesus was resolutely determined. I think if we were to make a, a firm decision then there is no question left in our heart. There is no question left in the Lord's as to where our heart is. Right? If we to make a firm decision rather than placing terms on our relationship, we'll find a lot more clarity in our life. And that's what the Lord's asking of his disciples today in the gospel. Because he's moving towards Jerusalem. He turns his whole body turns to, towards Jerusalem. Why? Because he knows that's where he is going to suffer and die for us. Or he's going to reveal the extent of his love for us. So he wants people with him who are fully committed. He wants this, these disciples to be like his troops who are ready to go with him into battle. And so I think when he encounters these three people who are, are tossed in his way today, all of them stutter. All of them have a little pause where they make an excuse as to why they can't follow him. The same freedom that they had that, that allowed them to say no to him, the freedom that God gives us, as we hear in our second reading today and from St. Paul, is a freedom, albeit, that God has given to us to say yes. But in order to say yes, it takes a great sacrifice. And when it comes to dating, when it comes to human relationships, we may not simply be wooed over but we have to respond to that by making a commitment, by making a sacrifice to that relationship. And the same is true in being a committed disciple to the Lord, right? For Elisha in the, in the first reading today, and when Elijah comes to him, he's not coming out of, to, to look for a, a romantic relationship, all right? But he's coming to make a disciple. And when Elijah comes to Elisha, he meets him where he's at. He meets him out in the field in his day-to-day -day life. And he puts his cloak over him. A cloak, the, a sign of, of making an investment in him. Of making him his, his sole intention. The response of Elisha is priceless. From simply placing a cloak on his shoulders, he runs immediately to accept the invitation of Elijah to be his disciple. And if Elisha can respond with that great urgency, then why is it that we teeter when our Lord invites us because if we believe that God is love himself then that makes him the love of our life and if this is the case then all of us should be breaking into that song and I would do anything for love right if he really is the love of our life then our commitment should reveal itself in our actions we should respond like Elisha with great urgency and with great delight. But our response to this invitation should lead us to love. And love leads us to sacrifice, not just in dating, not just in marriage, but in our relationship with Almighty God. Fall in love with Christ. Stay in love with Christ and it will change everything. That full quote is profound. Here it is. Nothing is more practical than finding God. 
than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. The author continues, what you are in love with, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what gets you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. If we fall in love with Christ, then it changes the way we see everything. The way we see ourselves, the way we see our spouses, the way we see our children, and the way that we treat others. Because we all know that it is not enough to be wooed over, but marriage has to sustain that love. And it's called, albeit, to spread that love. It's part of being human. And in a podcast I've been listening to recently with that same exact title, Being Human, this Catholic psychologist talks about what is fundamental to our development as children. And speaking about the need for a mother and a father, yes, he talks about it's important for a son to learn what masculinity looks like from his father and what what femininity looks like from, from a daughter's mother. But I think the thing that gets forgotten and is of utmost importance is the second point he brings up. And that is more than seeing a parent's investment in their child, what is more important is seeing the parent's investment in each other. Because a son learns how to treat women, how to express his masculinity by the way his father treats his mother. He learns how to be received as a man and how to exercise that masculinity with compassion by the way that his mother receives his father. Likewise, a daughter learns how to receive the love of a man and how to begin trusting a man's love for her by the way her mom receives the love of her father. And likewise, she learns the important aspects and the reciprocal way of the son. For all of us, I think it's important today as we celebrate this Mass, as we think of how to make a firm commitment, an absolute commitment to the Lord, to fall in love with Him, and to allow it to change everything, is the fact that your children are looking to you to see how you love the Lord. If you invest time together in your relationship with Almighty God, then your children will receive, not only learn how to receive God's love, but how to remain in His love. And it's a lesson not just to be taught when your children leave the faith. It's not just a lesson to be taught before theater, before sports, before art, but it is a message to be learned in the entirety of their life, from the moment they're born to the moment you pass from this world. Fall in love with Christ, stay in love with Christ, and it will change everything. When I was at that critical juncture in my life where I began asking the question, how is it that I fall in love with Christ? Is it worth it to fall in love with Christ? In those moments of college when I was on my own, the last three, three lines from our psalm today were of critical importance. I will show you the path to life. 
the fullness of joys in your presence, at your right hand, happiness forever. My brothers and sisters, if we are to follow Christ, if we are to fall in love with Christ, and if we are to see these changes in our life, then I will tell you today the simple solution is that it begins with the sacrifice of a weekly holy hour. Today, as we seek to renew our commitment as a parish family to our Lord in the Eucharist, and this year of the Eucharist, I encourage you, make that leap of faith. Make that sacrifice and sign up for an hour as a family. Even if that hour is already covered by someone else, claim it as your own for your family. Because this hour is, as Fulton Sheen calls it, the hour of truth. A place where we can rest apart from the stresses of our job, apart from the politics of our world, from the busyness of life, a place where we can rest apart from all the sports and see our life as God sees it and to see God as he truly is. Go on a date, so to speak, with our Lord to fall in love with him in an absolute way and it will decide everything in your life. To renew your marriage, to renew your family, maybe for a few or some of you, it's even to renew a love for yourself be renewed by the love of God for you. I encourage you, sign up for this holy hour because this sacrifice, this commitment is a sure way of falling in love with Christ, of remaining in love with him and allowing him to change you.